Hello and welcome to the Autism in Real Life podcast. In each episode, you'll get practical strategies by taking a journey into the joys and challenges of life with autism. I'm your host, Ilya Walsh, and I'm an educator and the parent of two young adults, one of which is on the autism spectrum. Join me as I share my experience and the experiences of others so that we may see the unique gifts and talents of individuals on the autism spectrum fully recognized. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Elia with the Spectrum Strategy Group. And today's episode, I want to talk about, um, you know, a little bit more about not just transition, which I talked about in the last episode, but um, sort of this more more macro level look at um, transition, or maybe we can call it life stages, right? We can think about it as the different phases of life that we go through, which also, you know, has its own built-in transitions, right? We're born or we have, we get married, maybe we graduate from high school or college, or we get our first job, you know, maybe, um, you know, we have our own kids and we, um, you know, have our parents start aging. Uh, we take care of other family members. We build friendships. We find partners. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there are, our life is built in with all of these different types of um, transitions. But one thing I, I've, you know, kind of been saying over and over again, especially during this place that I find myself in where, you know, uh, I am moving my kids are adults and are living on their own now. Um, and it is super tough um, to think about how much has happened in a short period of time. But I also find myself reflecting on what life was like when they were little and what life was like when they were, you know, sort of that tween age and then the teen age um, and all the things that happened. And it feels like many, many lifetimes within these um, last, you know, 22 plus years that I've been a parent. And of course, I had life before I had kids too. So that feels like an even further lifetime ago. But they're all sort of blended in right now as well. So what I, what I realize is there's a lot of prep um, beforehand as a as an adult, you know, or you know, if you're thinking about becoming a parent, the information that we're given is there's just so much. There's so much information on, you know, getting pregnant, being pregnant, when the kids are born, what that's like, when there's, um, you know as they grow up, each stage of development. And then if you're in education, then you further studied, you know, child development and what that looks like. And then, of course, in the work that I do, even more study about development. <laughs> and there's all of that information and things that we should expect. Um, but what they, what a lot of, uh, <laughs> A lot of books and, you know, resources and media, uh, I, I feel sort of is missing is 
this age of switching from being um, a parent of a child to being a parent of an adult. And I think it's because there's two things happening here. One is your kids are adults. And how, how do you navigate that? And what does that look like? And I know I've talked a little bit about that before. Um, but in this place where everyone has their own needs and their own goals and their own things happening, um, it becomes a much more dynamic interaction and trying to kind of navigate what that looks like. I mean, it could be as simple as trying to negotiate and figure out a good time to, for everyone to get together to have a dinner. Um, or it can be, you know, when are we all going to uh, get together for a trip? Um, or it can be some more macro things even like, you know, how, how what is the living situation going to look like? And what are we going to do? Um, and, and what does everybody want? And how are we going to interact in that? But I have to say, a lot of it you learn on the fly because <laughs> there is no book um, about this. And I know people joke a lot about kids don't come with instruction manuals. Um, and that is true. But I would actually argue that there are some things out there that can help people at least learn some information and then be able to um, kind of, you know, pick and choose strategies or things that work for them. Some of it is just, you know, developmental and what, what milestones should my child be hitting at certain ages. Um, and then you can, you know, kind of judge where you're at and see if, you know, we need to do something about that. But when we get into this sort of late teen and beyond into adult years, I feel like things just drop off. And, um, you know, it's, it's sort of a learning on the fly. And I, I feel like I wasn't prepared for what that, um, you know, change was going to look like and what that, uh, frankly, sometimes struggle was going to look at like. Because it was not something I expected, I, I thought. I never, I guess I never really thought about what that looks like as your um, kids become adults. And I'm very thankful that we uh, talk a lot about, you know, things like that at home. Um, but we also, you know, I have supportive family and I, again, I have my therapist who's amazing. Um, and with all of these supports, I can help sort of navigate some of these uh, kind of trickier and new situations for myself. Um, and as I mentioned in my last episode, and if you've been listening, you can hear sometimes I have a tendency to be a little controlling. And as we move into this uh, being the parent of an adult piece, um, there there is you know really very little room for being controlling because you really can't control anyone else's responses or behaviors or anything. And I mean, I knew that. And I knew that when my kids were younger um, and I was able to do that when they were younger as well. And I was open to that, to, to knowing that you know, I couldn't control everything that was happening around me. Um, however, as you get even, you know, as they get older, you start recognizing that we now have to sort of uh, work with each other differently. And it is a beautiful thing to see because I can see my own kids uh, flourishing and learning and building their adult lives. And it's awesome. Um, and it, it, it brings me full of wonder. But then it also is um, sort of a, a look at 
well, now what's my role, right? And what does that look like? So, you know, I've had some conversations and I've done some trainings around moving from being sort of like um, a manager as a parent (laughs) um, to now being this consultant or coach role. And and I, you know, I kind of uh, uh, learned that from a colleague uh, of mine. And I was like, yeah, that's actually a really good, you know, analogy for that is moving from this sort of manager role to a consultant role. Um, and it's it's brilliant. However, it's different when you're in a corporate setting, having been a manager and a consultant, <laughs> there's there's very little emotion involved in that it's you know it's sort of just a shift in scope of work um but when it's home and it's people you love and part of your family system moving from manager to consultant also has emotion attached to that and so you know that is something that uh is an ongoing process and i feel like there's all these other books about you know, the young age, and and a little bit about the teenage part, but not the adult part. You know, and it kind of, as I'm saying that, it reminds me of, you know, a lot of work that's done with people on the autism spectrum. We focus so much on when they're young, right? When they're little kids, there's so much programming, there's so many resources, you know, Fortunately, in many areas there are, at least we can find them online. Um, But when we move into adulthood, again, there's very little out there to hold on to. And, you know, I saw a post again the other day, like I said, these things just pop up. The post was, you know, we, we focus all this time on autistic adults, on autistic people as children, what happens to them when they become adults, right? We need to think about programming for adults as well. And in a way, it's the same. It's this parallel, again, of personally trying to navigate what being the parent of adult is like and also, um, you know, what kind of, uh, what, what is programming? I'll put that in air quotes here. What does programming look like? And what does that look like uh, in the future? And the truth is, you know, sometimes I think I know and sometimes I don't. And a lot of it is we're all learning on the fly again. Um, And so uh, I will think about what that means for my future self, right? Because that is about now redefining the self, and looking at, again, what is my role in relationship to the other adults in my life? And um, how does that look from a lifestyle perspective? How does that look like? What does that look like from um, a work perspective, uh, parenting, being a child <laughs> myself, um, you know, and having to think about my parents and my family uh, and extended family and what does that relationship look like? So I would say, you know, I talked about transition in the last episode, but that kind of triggers a lot of these other thoughts, right? So it's relationship with the rest of your family, relationship with your friends and your peers, and then relationship with work colleagues, relationship to work. Um, so, you know, it really feels a lot like 
this thinking of redefining the self. And I know um, in past episodes, we talked with um, Becca Laurie Hector about self-defined living and what does that look like and designing your life. And then also talking with um, uh, Krista Hopla about, you know, the same thing, like redefining your life and creating your own um, your own paradigm. Your, your, your own, you know, relationship design. Um, so one is from a, a uh, in that case, that is from a, a pleasure mindset, which is great. Let's think of that. Let's think of what brings me joy and what, what brings me fulfillment. Um, and, you know, focusing on that. And then we also have the self-defined living piece that Becca offers, um, which is what, what terms do I want to live on? You know, what, what are the terms that I want to live by? I guess I should say it that way. And what does my life look like? So if, I think if we combine those two things together, we now start thinking about, you know, redefining um, what life will look like. And so I think this is an interesting time to think of it. Of course, you know, for me personally, I am in the process of moving, as I mentioned, Um and it helps to kind of rethink about what that looks like. But it, I think it also comes at an important time in our history because we are starting to kind of transition, again, we we'll use that word, back to, or I shouldn't say back to what it was like pre-COVID, but we are now a post-COVID, um, or we're transitioning to a post-COVID, uh, you know, life, like after and now starting to figure out what that looks like and what people are comfortable with. Uh, and how do I want to move through the world now, post-COVID? How are other people moving in through the world post-COVID? Um, and what, is this new, what does this new life look like? And, uh, you know, it, that also brings discomfort and brings, um, you know, for some people, maybe a little more anxiety or maybe sort of a, a reintroduction to being out in the world and being social and doing social things um, like, you know, the before times, as they say. <laughs> um, and it wasn't even that, that long, right? It was like a year and a half, which is a long time, definitely. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, in this great big life, um, it is a, 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 a discrete period of time and we need to think about what transitioning back looks like. And it's not just from a school perspective. It's not just from a, an employment perspective. But it can be, for many people, I think, uh, what, what we're seeing is this from a full life perspective. What does the next step look like? What does the future look like? And how do I want to um, live in that? So that that's sort of what my... my uh, question is to all of you is to think about um, in this movement into what comes next, um, thinking about what has happened in the last year and a half, thinking about uh, how things have affected us and what we've seen in the world. How do we want to define the future? How do we want to define the next steps? And what does that look like for each of us? Or do we want to just go back to the way things were before? I, I don't know if we can do that. I did see uh, a quote that I posted that 
um, you know, once you've learned new things, I'm paraphrasing it, but once you've learned new things and if you've been exposed to new things, you can't go back, right? Your brain can't go back to pretending it didn't learn anything new. But with all of the learnings and experiences of these last year and a half, or, you know, yeah, a little more than a year and a half, what does the next step look like? What do we do with all of that information? And how do we translate it into something that uh, feels more like us, feels more authentic, feels more like the bigger self? So... With that, I'd be curious to know what some of you think about that. So feel free to message me um, and, you know, comment on any of the social medias <laughs> and let me know what you think and what, what your takeaways are from this last uh, year and a half and, you know, how you choose to move through in the future. Okay. Well, I'll talk to y'all soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Autism in Real Life. This is Elia Walsh. And if you like the show, please hit subscribe so you can get notified each time a new episode is released. I also offer training, consultations, and parent coaching and would love to help you in any way that I can. You can check out my offerings at thespectrumstrategy.com. And when you join my email list, you can get a code to receive a discount off of an online class or a coaching session. Looking forward to hearing from you. Take care and see you next time.